Hello everyone and welcome fellow piercers and piercing enthusiasts to Real Talk, a piercing podcast from the minds of piercing professionals on the body modification industry and culture. Each episode we will center on a common theme with a guest. We will cover topics including things such as piercing methods, industry topics, jewelry, and trends. I'm your host Will Von Doom, a professional body piercer and proud member of the Association of Professional Piercers. So let's get straight to the point and dive into this week's topic. In this week's episode, we're trying something slightly different. We speak with Colin O of Laughing Buddha Tattoo and Body Piercing in Seattle, Washington, and Matt Bavogian of Onyx Body Piercing in Lincoln, Nebraska. We speak to them about a topic that is hotly debated between body piercers. That topic is piercing art. We take some time to listen to different views of the topic, discuss technical skills and color theories, and get passionate about something that means so much to us. So without further ado, let's dive into the debate. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Why don't you go first, Colin? Okay, I'm Colin O. I currently produce at Laughing Buddha in Seattle, Washington. Uh, I spent the first five years of my career at Evolved Body Art in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I've done guest spots all over the country, predominantly on the West Coast, but uh, kind of all over. That was my full-time gig for a second. And I'm on the the piercing is not art side of things for this whole debate. And uh, our second guest today is going to be Matt. So Matt, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, my name is Matt Bavogian. I'm the owner and senior piercer at Onyx Piercing Studio in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm currently on the APP's uh, Legislation and Regulatory Affairs Committee, and I'm also working with the National Environmental Health, wow, the National Environmental Health Association on uh, Model Code. Great. So uh, basically what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to try something a little different. We're going to go ahead and have an open debate. And the topic that we're going to talk about is one that gets very heated very quickly within the piercing community. And that is, is body piercing art? The way that we're going to do this today is I'm going to allow each person to kind of give their opinion on the subject, and then I'm going to ask a few questions, and then at the end, I'm actually going to voice my opinion, even though it doesn't really matter too much, but just to get it out there so that people know where I stand. Yeah, we're just going to go back and forth and see how this goes, and hopefully this will be a new fun format for us. We're going to start with Colin. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to ask Colin the question, and that is, do you feel that body piercing is art? Absolutely not. Um, there is a lot of facets to so many things that do involve creative process and, um, body piercing is not one of those. It's very binary, uh, piercing straight or it's crooked. It looks good or it looks bad. And there's really no room for creative expression in there. Um, there may have been a point in time in the history of it where there was a little bit more exploration, a little bit more. Uh, room for creative expression but these days it's all about being able to repeat the same 30 to 40 things with a certain degree of consistency there's not much room for style with it it's not like i'm going to see someone's piercing and there's any sort of subjective uh angle to it i can't talk to someone else and respectively disagree but understand that it's left open to some degree of interpretation there's no room for that um it's all 
very clear cut. This looks good. This looks shitty. And that's, that's what it boils down to. And that's not an artistic endeavor at all. Great. Just from my end here, the big thing that I'm getting from you in this is basically art is pretty much subjective and you can critique it and be like, this, this piece of art makes me feel this way in this emotion. And you just don't pretty much see that in regards to body piercing. Correct. It's not even necessarily that you're expecting piercing to provoke an emotion. It's more so just there's no, nobody is, um, is seeing piercing as their creative outlet. In fact, you see a lot of people in the industry branching out from that because there is such little room for creativity with it. You see a lot of people that do pierce stepping out and painting or doing fucking anything else, sculpting, I don't know, but, or making jewelry even. It's, it's just, it, there's no room for creativity within the piercing world, and thus it's not, not art, really. All right. So on the other side of the coin, we're going to have Matt go ahead and present how he feels about this. So, Matt, I'm going to ask you the same exact question. Do you feel that body piercing is art? So, after you originally asked the, the question, uh, wherever it was that you asked it originally, I, I've kind of developed my opinion a little. And yes, I do feel that it is art, but I also feel that um, part of the other discussion was, is it a trade? And I think it's both a trade and an art. And I think it depends on how you're approaching it that day and how good you are at it. Um, I agree with what Colin's saying that there is very much a, the piercing is right, the piercing is wrong, is the angle correct, does the jewelry fit properly? That is very regimented. That to me is the trade aspect of it. Somebody who makes molding for a house or puts up molding in a house is a tradesman. However, if that person is hand carving rosettes at the end of that trim, now they've just bridged the gap over into artists. They're using design and form and function. And we do that with piercing. If you look at a formalist theory of art, um, it focuses mainly on the form and not so much on the content or the representation of the art. So once we get to the form, then we start talking about the five basic tenets of art, which it's been a while since college. I had to go look them up again, look them up again but it's form, line, color, space, and texture. And when you take in just the mechanics of the ear alone and we start to look at the shapes of it, and how we're matching jewelry to it and how many piercings go where it can go beyond just the right and wrong is the piercing correct. But we can use that jewelry to, to do different things and complement a structure and in some ways even tell a story about emotion and have some content or some representation. So I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Maybe both. Okay. So do you feel that there's anything particular that we do that is viewed as artistic? Well, clearly, you know, people just like the way pretty jewelry looks. And when you put a massive opal in one spot, a lot of people just think it looks pretty because it's so overwhelming and there's so much. But no, I think there really is some stuff. If, if you look at some of the custom projects that are done for customers, you know, at the, at the high levels, it goes beyond just looking pretty. There are pieces out there that are intimidating looking. You have musicians in bands years ago with big spiky gaudy pieces that were meant to look scary and intimidating and and they were to the to our parents so that jewelry was used to evoke an emotion uh how do you feel about that colin we're not making the fucking jewelry dog like that's the thing if there is something artistic about that angle of things we're giving someone else the idea and the the, the parameters of something to run with 
at the end of the day, we're not the ones making the product. I just put the fucking pickles on the sandwich, dude. Like, we're no more artists than fucking Subway sandwich artists. There we go. That's, that's what I was going for with that. But it's just, it's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you're talking about placing things on a structure or all that, it really boils down to, like, a sales thing. Because at the end of the day, client wants fucking cluster in a spot where it's going to fit it's either going to fit or it's not going to fit and you're going to make the sale if they want it it's not like that's not my style i don't do conches with clusters that's that's not it's okay Okay. do you ever put gems together that look really good together and other gems together that look horrible so you maybe try and steer a customer away from certain combos do as much steering as you want but i feel like at the end of the day you're not going to tell someone no because the colors they like are shitty. You know what I mean? Right, just like a gra- just oh absolutely, but just like a graphic designer. You know, they're just like us, man. They're, they're production workers. They come in with a set of guidelines, I need this, this and this, and we do our best to to inject as much of those art skills into it as we can. Absolutely. Some days you're just pumping out a cookie cutter website. Other days you get a customer that really wants to let you use what you know and I know that certain colors look better together. I know that if I take two piercings and put them in line together with a gap between it, say, uh, you know, take a standard industrial, but then actually put two short bars in it with uh, two small spikes going inward. It's not an industrial, but I've created this line across it. And now if I take that line and match it up with the rook line, I just use what I know about art to, to make that ear hopefully look nicer than if I just slapped a, a regular industrial on. I just, that's not art still. <laughs> like, it, that client came in wanting two helix piercings. It's very, I mean, if someone comes in and says, do what you will with my ear, you're going to produce a, a good piercing technical standpoint. And you might push them in one direction or the other, but it's like, it's not. You're not painting. You're not trying to think of the best words to use to explain. Wait, wait, wait. You just said I'm not painting, but I'm using all the exact same tech, like not techniques, but the same five functions of art. I'm making lines. I'm I'm playing with size and shape. I'm playing with color hue and, and, and color value. Like I'm doing all that when I help put together a project for a customer. And like I said, sometimes you're just pumping out the regular old stuff. Some art isn't meant to evoke that much emotion. I mean, how many paintings have you seen in a hotel room that you've never actually taken notice of? No, art is fantastic. But if you're using the tenets of art, it's still art. So with that being said, do both of you feel that color theory and other occupations would actually be art? Like, let's say, for example, a house painter that decides, you know, like this burgundy color is really nice next to this gold color or something similar to that. Do you feel that that is art as well? I think at that point there are tradesmen that is using aspects of art. They're using art knowledge to, to further their trade skill. I seriously, there's no one seeking somebody out because of their ability to pick one of five colors of opal out of a fucking hat. You know what I mean? Like no one's going to be like, Oh, that Colin that dude really knows how to put together the fucking 20 some odd gem options that were given as piercers from the various companies. You know, you know but don't think your customers aren't looking at your Instagram feed and if your color combos look like shit, they're, they're not going to come to you. They come to you because your stuff looks nice. I've seen it. It looks real good. It's based on, thank you. 
by the way. That's, but that's based on more so just execution and me putting the prefabbed pieces of jewelry on the, the person's ear. You know, like, if, unless it's a custom order thing, which is a jewelry sale, by the way, it's not the piercing that's art at that point, then you're ordering the pieces that sit in your case, and you're not ordering them for this person's ear. This person doesn't come in and says, I want you to do this. And you look at their skin tone and you decide, oh, these gems would be great. That just that doesn't happen. That's not that's not how it works. You you find the things in your case and you you slap them on there. It's not being custom curated for for them. You know, you're you're still at the end of the day using pieces that are fire. I, I think you're stuck on highbrow art, man. Uh, not all art is curated. Not all art is respected. Not all art is revered. Not all art is good. Right. <laughs> You know, just, just because just because you don't view it as art, and just and obviously that's the whole point of this conversation. But just because you don't think that the the way somebody frames out a door in, in marble with with different textures and layers of stone doesn't make it art, doesn't mean it isn't. Eh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a functioning doorway, or it's not. It's a good piercing, or it's not. You know, it's. It really is so binary. There's no room for creative expression in that, you know? Like, making the jewelry sale, is that is that your angle with how it could be art? Like, is that... No, not, not the sale itself, absolutely not. But being able to select jewelry that's going to go well with somebody. If somebody has a certain skin tone, I'm going to talk them away from a certain color of stone because it doesn't work that well on them. What's an instance in which that would happen? What's an instance in which that would happen? Like, what complexion, if they were like, I want this color stone, you'd be like, ah, I don't know about that, dude. I can't give you a specific, but I can tell you it happens on a regular basis in the studio when customers are asking us our opinion. I can't decide between these three colors. I can always say, I think this one's going to look the nicest on you, and here's why. Being able to understand what looks good and what looks bad doesn't make you an artist. It makes you a critic. And at the point that you're saying, it makes you a salesman. Right, but if I can then help a customer select stuff, and I can do stuff with that person's body, that's then once again, like... I think offering your opinion is not art. That's, I mean, that's pretty plain and simple. I mean, uh, there is a certain side, I guess, that if there was to be an artistic stance to the act of piercing and, and being a piercer and doing piercings, it would be the kind of social engineering that goes into it. But even then, I feel like that's more, that's, that's less art. That's no more art than it is to watch a really good public speaker or whatever. So if you're saying it's all about mechanics, then mechanics in, in, in essence is form. So if you go back to the formalist theory of art, then what you're doing by definition is art. So then uh, to that end, what isn't? Anything that has no form <laughs> and, and no function. I don't know. I'm still kind of on that same. So like would, for example, I'm trying to think of another one. So like uh, a surgeon, a heart surgeon, is their practice art? Because I think if someone was about to work on my heart and they started talking about their surgeries as art, I would think that motherfucker was crazy. It's either a successful operation or an unsuccessful operation. That's really what it comes down to. No, no, no. I, I, I hear what you're saying. And, I, and I, I'm trying to I'm trying to think about how I actually feel about it without just throwing out an answer. I still, I still don't know how to answer because I, I, Callan really makes me feel like he makes me quite, not question my stance, but question how I feel or, or how I word my stance. 
that's something, don't get me wrong, I trip over my tongue constantly. I mean, if you've listened to any of the episodes that we've had on here, I, I think the really great thing is both of you guys are not dismissive of each other's opinions. Oh, no, I'm actually saying this to his credit. Oh, he's gotcha. making me think about my, my stance. Like, he's, this is what a debate is supposed to do, in my right. opinion. I may not change my mind in the long run, but I'm definitely considering it now, you know? Because I, I had not put myself into the sur- – it's the surgeon question that gets so, me. It's- so let's take – let's step back from something as radical as a surgeon example and kind of push it towards the other thing that you do, Matt, because I know that you do a lot of cooking. The question for you is can you chain – can you make the profession interchangeable with is it art? So would cooking be considered art? Because te- technically you're taking you know, objects that you start off with doing something with them, for example, cooking and and we're piercing people with them and then winding up with a different product. So do you feel that like a, like a chef is an artist and I'm not talking about flavor palettes or anything like that, but do you feel like the execution of that can make it art? Um, I I think this goes with my reviewed stance based on how I started the show that um, most art is done Trade and art are very, very similar, and they and they overlap quite a bit. So there are production artists, and in the food world, that would be line cooks, people that just show up day in, day out, do the thing they're told. And sometimes it is art, but it's just cookie-cutter art. It's production. You know, it's going in and making the same 15 dishes really well, the exact same way, played in the exact same way. So I think when it comes down to a good dish – in addition to the flavor, people have been proven to enjoy a meal more if it's visually more visually appealing. So if you're looking at the way your colors go together and having a, a bright, shiny plate uh, with lots of bright colors, and then you pair that next to a really dark steak, that's far more appealing to the eye, which makes it far more appealing, appealing to the palate. So you can take your trade, and that's definitely a trade, and you can push the envelope on it and turn parts of it into an art. Look at the way cakes are made. Look at the way cakes are decorated. Some of those things are beautiful. I've seen cakes that look better than tattoos and paintings. So at that point, they've taken their trade and turned it into an art. You just described as someone who does the same 30 things throughout a single day as a you know line cook, as a, as a technician. Do you feel that like a lot of piercers fall into that category and there are some people that go above and beyond being, you know, your line cook piercer to being like a artistic piercer type role? Oh, I definitely think there are people that just show up and, and, and do the work. I, I know I did for, God, I don't even know how many years. I just showed up and I did the thing and I did the thing and that's what they wanted and I did the thing. And then when I started to become more concerned about everything else, else health and safety and, and customer care and communication and everything else that I hope makes a good piercer, I started to pay more attention to the art side of it. I also started paying more attention at that point as well to the uh, the kind of emotional connection or release side for the client. That suddenly it wasn't just about me doing a thing. It was me doing a thing with somebody else. And how do you feel about that, Colin? I think that that still comes back on, like I said earlier, if there was a facet to what we do that is art, it's how you deal with people. And even then, I don't think that's necessarily art. It's, it's, it's social engineering more than anything else. And I also think that producing a 
good quality product and having good execution are qualities of an efficient technician, not necessarily exclusively products of a good artist, regardless of the trade. And if we're going back to the whole cooking analogy, I would say that the people who are formulating these beautiful pieces of jewelry that we're using, those would be the people that are really putting thing, the, the ball into our court as the line cook, so to speak. It's our job to execute well and produce a good product out of that as our whatever thing to use, you know? So I just, I don't think that... Grow good mushroom. I didn't grow good tomatoes, man. I just bought those things and put them together. Sure. Yeah, and that's kind of the same idea with, with piercing. It's, you know... Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I didn't make the mushroom, but you can still... I didn't, make the, I didn't make the chocolate from scratch. You know, I didn't go grow a cocoa plant. But if I make the beautiful co- chocolate cake and I decorate it wonderfully, that's art. I already used a product that was made by somebody else. I already used somebody's jewelry to take these components and, and make this piece of art. It's like saying that it's not a painting and, it, and that painting is an art unless you made the painting It's a bit yourself. of an abstract example. I would say it's kind of the same idea as if you were to get the cake and put it on a, a different plate. That's kind of what we do more than anything else. The, the bulk of the work behind producing a, a creative end to things is done when we get the jewelry in the mail. You know, I have this fucking 10 millimeter Paloma flower sitting in my case right now. That's going to go into where it works. That's going to go wherever and it's going to look great it's the creative part is not what i'm doing i'm taking someone else's creative product and placing it into a presentation essentially and and that is not that's not art someone comes in and wants it for their helix if there's the room for it sure i'll put it in your helix someone comes in and wants it for their filtrum there's room for it there's no reason why not to do it sure i'll put it in your filtrum your librette your conch it goes on and on and on that's not that's not art that's I'm producing a good product by being a quality technician, not by being some sort of fucking body piercing Van Gogh. You know, like it's it's just how how it is. You know, and it's not to deduct any sort of credibility from the craft. I still think that it requires a great deal of knowledge and uh, you know a special set of skills and certainly a certain personality to be a good piercer. However, it's more analogous to being a good dentist or good you know uh fuck carpenter house painter you know like it's it's more it's not really creative there's not really much creative side to it i guess i should could come down to just those are all incredibly valid points from both sides of you guys the thing that i have for you though is what do you what do you think of things such as even though i hate them the body piercing corsets for tattoo shows are things in the past like earmageddon how do you think that those fall into the piercing art versus not kind of debate i think that in a lot of ways um the the earmageddon shit i just fucking there are good things that end up going into that but for the most part it's one of those things where i mean i feel like a lot of people share the same opinion in that uh, most of the projects that end up getting submitted are a terrible fucking idea they're not going to heal the era of experimentation with body piercing has been over i mean this is a a subject for another thing but it's just it's like if you build a fucking birdcage in someone's ear and there's nine thousand piercings going in there at once and it's just it it looks like shit it's going to heal like shit um so that's another thing and once again, not to shit talk everyone's Earmageddon submissions. There are definitely good things that end up in there. But 
it's kind of funny to scroll through the page every year and just be like, ugh. Um, well, I totally agree that there, there are some that don't work well, but I think if you look at the big projects that are healed well, a good technician is getting it to heal well. An artist is getting it to look nice. Because right. there are definitely pieces in there that everything fits and everything's in the right spot, but it just looks like a cluster yeah, of totally, shit. Absolutely. And there's other people that do it, and it looks really smooth and sleek, and it, it kind of, yeah, that looks great. That's the art. The technician's getting it to heal. And they're taking these piercings that they're doing, and they're doing a good job doing the piercings. And at the end of the day, they're drawing a picture or whatever and submitting it to industrial strength or body vision or whoever, and they're producing the piece of jewelry, the piece of art that is going into the holes. Um, and I feel like when it comes to things like um, like suspension or the corset thing, that's so much not about the piercing and more so about the rigging than anything else. I feel like those are two completely different things that we're talking about when it comes to like the performance aspect of things. You know, I, I feel like the 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 shit that core does is in no way comparable to what happens in a piercing studio at all. Oh no 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 that is. Yeah, that is way in another realm. I'm I'm speaking of your your typical like corset and ribbon type thing. I'm not speaking of core because that is you know That's art. that is that That's is art. art. That is art one hundred and ten percent, no ifs, ends, or buts in that regard. Easy to differentiate between what we do and art. Because you I bring up core and it's just such a non non issue that that's definitely that's art, and it's not anything compared to what we're doing on a day-to-day basis. And I feel like, to a certain extent, that does apply to corset piercings as well, because you're not—it's—it's a—it's made for performance. It's made for presentation. It's not the art is not in the piercing. It's in the the, the expression, the ribbon, the expression, the whatever. Yeah, I think those things are kind of ugly, anyways. But that's that's beside the point. <laughs> right. But- so uh, I, I want to go back to, to what I, I think one of the points that Colin's been trying to hammer in and he keeps using the the jeweler analogy about the jeweler is the artist we are not um they're making a drawing or they're doing what we drew first off we have to draw that and we have to draw that based on the shape of somebody else's body but when you get out down to the jeweler standpoint what's going on with that a lot of jeweler jewelers are using findings that you can purchase pre-made they're buying pre-cut stones so they're assembling those so by your standards, they're not artists either, tradesmen. It depends on the jeweler, of course. I mean, there are plenty of companies that were for a long time using pre-made findings and kind of sewing them together. And at that point, you're just a fucking kid playing with Legos. Um, but there's also a lot of companies that, and in fact, most companies these days, as far as I know, that aren't even using the pre-made findings and, and they're just kind of going to do it. I mean, it's the difference, same thing with some asshole in fucking rural Colorado that's wire-wrapping rocks versus you know, someone who's doing custom engagement rings for tens of thousands of dollars. You know, it's, it, there's, there's not artists within everything, but I think at the end of the day, jewelry making is a creative endeavor. And, you know, there's plenty of people that try to do it and do a shitty job and they're making a bad product because they don't, they're not creative people necessarily. I don't know. That's, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I still don't, think that's what really any of the wildly successful body jewelry companies these days are doing. Neither do I, um, but there's still plenty that do it. I mean, there's definitely more than one company out there that has the exact same setting. Well, think about, for example, let's look at a round mill grain. 
a couple of the companies that are producing pieces for use within the fine jewelry world, um, they make a finding that is literally, I mean, maybe not literally, but virtually exactly the same aesthetically as that milgrain setting that that uh, Body Vision, for example, uses. And uh, if you order one from one of those manufacturers, you'll notice that it actually has a huge fucking profile. The thing sits up like a fucking quarter inch when you get it from the manufacturer. And so Body Vision's product sits extremely flat compared to that. And that's that's them making their own thing. I don't know. That's that's I, I can't remember where I was going with that. But basically, it's just at the end of the day, the companies are, are not really using those prefabricated findings anymore. Yeah. That's that's the summary of my whole point right there. <laughs> just you're right. Real pause. Colin wins. That's how it works. Yeah, exactly. we're, we're done. Here. But, but no, so I I understand what you're what you're saying in regards to the jewelry itself. So so here's an example. I think, and this is my personal opinion, I think one of the best piercing project slash, if anything could be considered artistic, would be Luis Garcia's ear flower. He designed the, pretty much designed the jewelry, sent it out, and got it back so that the stones worked, the colors worked, and it made it look like there were petals and things like that. Do you feel that like that is the exception to the rule, Colin, where if you start from nothing, design the jewelry get the jewelry and have the proper placement with the vision going in? Or do you feel that that is like an extreme technical thing? Like I'm going to take this, you know, car and shorten it four inches on the top and three inches wide or something like that. I think that's, that's a super good question. Um, I would say that the jewelry design is art. The piercings, making everything fit well together in a way that it's going to heal and in a way that it's going to be aesthetically sound with those pieces of jewelry, that is technical. That's not... The piercing is not art. The jewelry design is art. And that's that's the way I'd break that down. And how do you feel, Matt? Without the jewelry, it's just ramming a hole through somebody's body and then there's no healing involved. I feel like the point that's that's coming across is, is that the aspect of the piercing itself in Colin's opinion is the trade part of it and using the materials would be like the equivalent of like building a house or something similar. Like you take those things, you wind up with a finished product where Matt, I feel like you're more trying to say that uh, piercing itself is more of an art because we choose the gems. We put the colors in, we see how things can go with the flow of the body and things in that regard. More or less. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, like, kind of, we're, we're definitely a trade, but at the high end of that trade, we're using all of our artistic abilities to make the product better. And I can see it. I can definitely see it from both sides. I think it's one of the one of the conversations where there's never going to be a definitive answer. We're never going to absolutely know, like, this is definitely considered art in the art world or, or, you know, this is in the next, you know, trade monthly magazine or something similar to that. Mm-hmm. My personal opinion on the topic because I've allowed you guys to kind of explain it. So I'll, I'll explain how I feel and then um, we'll see how you guys feel about that. So to me personally, I think art is always in the eye of the beholder. For example, if someone makes an amazing car or an amazing cake and it has amazing artistic, you know, ability to it or a great paint job or something similar to that, that person such as myself may not 
deem it as art, but someone else can view it as art. So I feel like it is a very gray area uh, in which your clients can perceive it as art. Some piercers may perceive it as art. Like I said, me, me personally, I look at this job not as art per se, but as an artistic outlet so that I can talk to people, I can make them feel better and give them awesome things that fit with their specific anatomy. And I think it is this melting pot of, yeah, we use these rad pieces that all flow together, but I wouldn't have been able to make it look rad if I didn't have the technical ability to do it either. But at the end of it, the client can look at it and be like, that is a piece of art. Like my ear is amazing and so on and so forth. I, I think that's relatively close to where I am on the issue. You know, pretty, pretty close. What about you, Colin? Uh, I mean, I just, I wouldn't look at someone who can decide that a three-eighths curve works in a, in a navel versus a, a longer one or a shorter one and think that. You're missing it. It's not whether, it's not whether or not a navel curve fits. It's whether or not I put, if I'm going to put three, three gems in a row in a spot and the spot is narrow at the top, and, and wide at the bottom, I can still probably fit that wide stone in that narrow spot. But if I go the other way, it flows better. I've just worked with lime. Now the customer wants three different colored gems. Well, I want to put the blue one at the bottom because the blue has the more visual weight. And I want to put the pink one at the top because it has less visual weight. I'm using all these art, um, uh, all these aspects of art to help make that ear look better. I could have just shoved three discs in there, three balls in there. It would have been the same piercing. But I didn't. I helped them choose the right path to turn it into a piece of art, to use all the knowledge I know about art to make it look nicer. But at the end of the day, once again, if the client says they want three discs, you're not going to say that's not my style or that, that, doesn't, that doesn't work well with what we have here. Do, do, do you think Michelangelo was a huge fan of everything he painted? No, at some point he just took the money because that's what the Catholic Church told him to do. Just because he didn't enjoy it doesn't mean it wasn't art and other people weren't getting joy out of it. He executed properly. Absolutely. I feel like, I mean, that, I mean, and that's kind of what it comes down to is proper execution. I mean, that's that's it. So so you, you're saying that Michelangelo is just a, a technician executing something properly? Depends on what he's doing. I mean, I feel like to a certain end, commissioned art is not necessarily art. I think art goes in massive air quotes sometimes when people... Commissioned art isn't art. That means no website that's ever <laughs> been put together is art. That means that, like, the greatest works of art on the face of this planet coming out of, like, anywhere from the... I fifth, some. But, but you just negated, like, the 15th through 18th century. Like... <laughs> Yeah, like I know, dude. I'm wiping out history left and right. Like, right like, now. <laughs> if commissioned art is in art, then like, <laughs> like all of my some of it. I mean, think about it. Think about the shit that people get as commissioned pieces of art, and it's just like. But it's art. It's, it's shitty art, but it's still art. <laughs> I I think art is yeah, totally. Just like no, but you could say that's a shitty painting. That's a shitty sculpture. And you could say that's a shitty piercing. <laughs> you know, it's it's very. It's it's like I said, it's that weird gray line that uh, that we're all in, and when it when it boils down to it, uh, it it really is interpretive to the person who's getting it. Yeah, but that but that does not the, really the question we're asking is it's not whether or not the clients see it as art. It's whether I guess 
I, I mean, the, the question, well, to go back to it, actually, is, you know, is piercing art? And you're interviewing two piercers for it. So it's more so, do, are, are we artists? No, is, absolutely. The, that is the, that is the, the, the interview is. So I don't give a shit if a client thinks that what I do is art or not. They could think whatever the fuck they want about it as long as they think it's good. But I think that I'm absolutely not an artist because I'm a piercer. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's kind of what it comes down to. I feel like this is just going to be something that we're just going to have to admit to one another that a lot of good points have been made for both sides and you guys have been incredibly respectful to each other in regards to those points so i really want to thank you for doing that final thoughts leaving this out after everything's been presented today if you could condense your opinion into basically one or two sentences how would you feel about answering is piercing art now you can go ahead matt i got the first on the opening so i i I think that when well done and well thought about that Pearson could definitely fall under um, some categories of art and aspects of art are being used. But like Colin has been pointing out that if it's not done right, it's not done right. That's the technician's job. The artist's job is to make it look well. Right. What about you, Colin? I think that, you know, I mean, kind of just to, to say what I said from the beginning, I think that it's, it's a, a good Pearson's a good technician. And uh, like Matt just said, you know, piercing is very binary it's crooked or it's straight and kind of in closing um i would say that um i mean the three of us could sit down any given day and look at the hashtag piercing tag on instagram and say that's good that's shitty and very seldom disagree if we look at the hashtag art tag on instagram we're gonna have a lot of different conversations same thing with the painting tag those those conversations about those paintings are going to be whether or not we like the paintings not whether or not they're art though i'm saying like whether whether piercing is good or bad there's no room for subjectivity whereas with the painting well i like it because this it's good because this i think it's good because this or i think it's bad because this with piercing we're all we're going to agree every time that i i like that that's good or i don't like that that's bad there's the difference between is the piercing is the piercing correct? Is it straight or not? Does it look good? Is a completely different topic. If you put a triangular shape in a, a, a triangular piece of jewelry in a in a round shape versus a square shape, it's going to look better in that round shape than it does in that square shape. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, Matt. I I think. I think ultimately it's one of those things where we look at it two different ways. One person's going to look at it as a technical thing and be like, did they, did they succeed in making their job or doing their job correctly and making a piercing look very attractive to the client and following all the, you know, the, the stigmas, like the colors don't clash and things like that. And, and I think ultimately you could sit down and, and actually all of us have sat down at, at conference and things like that and talk to each other about, you know, piercings we've done in the past or uh, message each other about piercings that we've done. And I, th- I think it really does just boil down to some, sometimes you're going to be like, that's an amazing piece. Like that is art in itself. And other times you're just going to be like, they absolutely nailed it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like any sort of disagreements we would have would just be about pieces of jewelry in certain places. Whether it's crooked or not, that's one thing. That's the piercing. Whether it looks good or not, that's the jewelry, and we're not making the jewelry. But right. that's, I mean, kind I of what you. I've been hammering on the entire time. So Yeah, that, that, that pretty jewelry is still going to look pretty in a shitty location, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
No, no, no. I I, I feel like this is just going to... We're just going to keep looping it. We're, we're just doing the same thing. So uh, I really <laughs> I really have to thank both of you guys for, for coming on and, and talking to me about this and actually being so receptive to each other's opinions and not shutting each other down or trying to yell over each other because we're all friends. Uh, but so the big thing that I just want to say is thank you. I know that this episode is going to get a lot of talk because people feel so passionately and so strongly about it. But in the meantime, where can uh, clients find you guys on social media and things like that? Where can they find you, Colin? Uh, it's at C-O-L-I-N underscore O. That's at Colin O on Instagram. And uh, that's that's all that I have. I don't. I have Facebook too, but I just post memes on there. So if you I want know memes, it's me it's great. <laughs> and uh, what shop are you at again? Laughing Buddha in Seattle, Washington. Red. And uh, Matt, what are you on social media as? We've got uh, www.onyxpiercing.com. Uh, we've got Facebook at Onyx Piercing, and we've got Instagram at Onyx Piercing. And if I can, I'd like to make a, a plug. Oh yeah, go for it. So this year is going to be the third year of Camp APP, and it is in Rutledge, Georgia, October 3rd through October 7th at Hard Labor Creek State Park. And I can't uh, express to you guys how much, how wonderful this camp experience is. It's for members only, so if you're not a member of the APP, you should join now so that you can uh, have a chance to go to this wonderful camp and learn in a very private and secluded area. It's just wonderful. It was a great experience both years. I can't wait to come back third year, and I'll cook for you. And uh, last year, what was the theme of camp? Was it Star Wars? Last year was Star Wars. Um, the first year was like sleepaway camp, like horror movie kind of stuff, and then the second year was Star Wars, and I believe the third year it's like summer camp, like off to summer camp. Oh, awesome. And uh, you can find more info about that if you just go to safepiercing.org. And uh, if you're not a member of the Association of Professional Piercers, go to uh, safepiercing.org. It will go ahead and let you know what steps you need to take in order to become a member. As always, these are just three people's views on a hotly debated topic. Some people may agree with them, and some may not. We decided to cover this topic to generate discussion and show that views can be presented in a reasonable manner and opinions can be respected on an emotionally charged topic. You can find Colin O's and Matt's social media in this week's show notes. As always, we ask that you give them a follow as we like to support our guests and their endeavors. I would also like to take a moment to thank everyone for their shares and reviews on iTunes. We recently had a large number of reviews come in, and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it as it raises our rankings and it increases our reach. We should also start to be getting back onto a regular release schedule. Recently, I decided to take some summer courses towards my anthropology degree, and it's really eaten up a large amount of my time. But with a new schedule for fall, I should be able to start releasing regularly on Wednesdays. We have some great guests and amazing topics lined up for the next few months, and I'm extremely excited about next week's topic. Once again, I would like to thank Other Couture Jewelry for sponsoring this week's episode and supporting all the hard work we do here at Real Talk, a piercing podcast. Please take a moment to check out the amazing designs that are being produced by this breathtaking company. Links for them can be found on our website under the sponsors. Link. 
To ask questions, suggest topics, or get more info about your host or today's guest, please visit us at realtalkpiercingpodcast.com. If you have a moment and enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast platform. The views and opinions expressed by the host and guest are their own and do not represent the official position of the Association of Professional Piercers or their places of employment. Music by Broke for Free. Laser math.